This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. BSBOT, some number here with Gregory Kaplan. I'm Ryan Mead. We're back and in action. When you last left your heroes, we were defending David Quinn and the New York Rangers played a couple games in a row. Four, I would say, where they were the better team. And now the world has changed. GameStop rules the earth itself. And Gregory is a sports team owner, a millionaire, a question mark. Greg, how are you? As a rich person, I can no longer <laughs> afford to be angry. Uh, yes. I bought, I bought, I, no one cares. It, it's like fantasy sports. Yeah, nobody cares. About the stock nobody cares. But I, all I'm going to say is I bought shares in AMC over a month ago thinking that a vaccine would be good for the movie theater industry. Solid logic, was, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I bought in at 264. Yeah. Uh, it dropped all the way down to 229. Mm-hmm. So I bought the dip. It dropped below $2 for a day. And now I'm just filthy rich. There you so, go. Speaking of buying the good. dip, do you think the New York Rangers should buy the dip on Lieber Hayek? The kayak himself <laughs> is at an all time <laughs> low price, and he's available for the New York Rangers currently. Yeah, the problem is the Rangers bought Lieber Hayek when he was trading at $55 a share, and now <laughs> yeah. he's at. Mm. Uh, 342 yeah i don't larry brooks i'm sure everybody read the larry brooks article today where it was just kind of endless rambling that best summarized what the hell it's been like to be on rangers twitter for the last couple of years years hours it it felt like years it's been hours it's been hours i have a lot Um, to say about the last buffalo game to be honest we'll get to it but we'll get we'll get to it i just i'm not gonna be able to do this on the nightly like i need the rangers to win a couple games just so people you know what? Honestly, I either need the Rangers to win a couple games or I need them to lose three more games in a row. Same. So people either get, get off the ledge one direction or the other. I'm at a point where I don't care if they jump or if they walk backwards. I just need it to calm down. It, 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 it's ridiculous. The, the Let's talk about the good part of the Brooks article because I think we both agree that Brooks is right. Libor should just be in at this point. The team clearly doesn't trust Brendan Smith. Do we agree with that theory? We, we do not. No, we do not. We both agree that Brendan Smith is a perfectly capable 
third pair left-handed defenseman. He's a serviceable defenseman. And by the way, and I want to just get this out of the way right now. He's league average. He's league average. I think if if Brendan Smith continued to play the way he was, I know he had one uh, pretty egregious uh, play that led to a goal, which I'm assuming got him benched. But if if Brendan Smith did play very well the rest of the season, you know you could probably get an asset for him? Like, there will be a team that wants to trade for him. It won't be in Canada because of the, the trade delay. But there might be someone that was like, hey, Brendan Smith, for what, a fifth? A fourth? Yeah, let's do it. Especially at money retained, too. Which so the Rangers would do. Right, because there's only one year left on a deal, and they're either going to pay him the entire 4.35 or they're going to pay him part of the 4.35. So at some point, you just do it. Um, yeah, I, I, we think he's perfectly serviceable. We think if needed and pressed into a situation where you need to give him a couple more minutes, it's not the end of the world. Could the Rangers do better? Sure. Yeah, we agree. Could the Rangers also do worse? Yes, because they are. Yes. Jack Johnson is worse. He exists. It's that simple. Jack Johnson was actually uh, one of the best two defensemen analytically on the ice last night. Congratulations to the Jack Johnson Fund himself. You know, if you're, it's because the first goal is well, directly Jack Johnson's fault for not being on the ice because he committed a penalty. That was unbelievable. Uh, I the way you who, summarized it with your tweet was the best. Hey, you have to. It, go, it goes two ways here. Either he's in the he's he's the direct cause of it because he took the penalty or had an egregious penalty himself rather, or. He's on the ice for the penalty kill, and they score immediately, which happened later in the game. So, awesome well, what time. was what was the number I think I saw today? The Rangers have given up six power play goals this point in the season, and Jack Johnson has been on the ice six. for three of them, and two others. Jack Johnson was serving the penalty. Yeah, it's uh, so five five of the six power play goals the Rangers have given up in one way, shape, or form have been Jack Johnson's fault. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, I just if. You talked to me out of the, you know, uh, showcasing theory a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying. A couple weeks ago, Ryan, that was last week. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Long day for me. Um, you talked to me out long of the. Long day. Long week, dude. This time last week, we were doing a BSBOT. The Jack Johnson Fund didn't exist. I was poor. Uh, <laughs> Trevor, Tre- Trevor Bauer wasn't about to be right, a New the York Bills, The Bills were still alive. Lot the Bills ha- were still alive. We were still hopeful about the Bills' uh, chances. Yep. The, F- Phil Heedle was healthy. So yep. much has changed. I, and it's only been a fucking week. It's, uh, it's been too crazy for me to even comprehend. But I, I don't think they're showcasing Jack Johnson. And, and I was thinking of the, about this today, or actually the last couple days. You know, I, I legit think you could trade Brandon Smith for a, an asset. Now, is that asset valuable? Probably not. It's probably like a fifth-round draft pick or like a sixth-round draft pick. I actually think he's worth more than a sixth-round draft pick because what did we trade Um, what's Adam McQuaid for? A sixth-rounder, I think it was? A fourth-rounder. A fourth-rounder. Fourth yeah, I mean, um, I think— They got a seventh-rounder for Cody McLeod. That was that was what I was thinking of, yes, Cody McLeod. So, I mean, a fourth-rounder. I mean, Brendan Smith, to me, is at least better or equal to Adam McQuaid at that at that point in the time of the trade. Now, I know it's a different market, and the market sets the whole thing, but if you can get a fourth-rounder for Brendan Smith, you do it. But for Jack Johnson, is anybody trading any asset for him? I don't think so. And it's a one-year deal. A very stu- it's a stupid league. No one should have signed him, and the Rangers did. And the Rangers signed him to a contract that made you think that there was competition for his services. I know, but there definitely wasn't. I can't imagine. We don't know, Ryan. We, we honestly don't. You're... You're operating, we've done this before too. You're operating under the assumption that this isn't the National Hockey League. When really we're talking about the National Hockey League. I'm using my brain here, and that's a problem. Right. That, a it. mistake. There mm. are teams that don't. It's it's simple. We're baseball boys. That that's our background. We our background is a sport where it's very clear that the smart people take advantage of the dumb people. 
That that's what happens in baseball. It happens up and that's down why, in in that sport. Up and down. Right. And and basketball too. Oh yeah. The smart people take advantage of the dumb people in basketball. In hockey, it's I think everybody's dumb, so they're all just looking out for you. <laughs> Like, I, 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 I don't know how else to describe it. I can't sit here for the life of me. I would love to sit here and say that there isn't trade value in Jack Johnson. There shouldn't be. He's the worst defender in the league. I can sit here and say that it's very simple. The the one thing that improves his team is David Quinn taking Jack Johnson out of the lineup. It's true. I, I can We can say all these things. It doesn't make any of it actually happen, despite the fact that it should. I know. Because it's the National Hockey League. I know. So getting back to the Lieber Hayek point. I, yes. It, it does make sense to at least... Hey, see what he has, right? We when we yeah. when we talked about this on Monday night when we recorded, we didn't know the extent of the injury to Philip Hedo. It turns out he'll be out four to six weeks. If you haven't heard yet, I'm sure you. If you're listening to this show, I'm sure you have. Which you make the great point of, hey, it's Brett Howden's time to shine. It's now or never. We're gonna find this out forever, right now. And while it's unfair to Brett Howden because he's still young, it's also gonna be unfair to Lee Hayek. But hey, that's the way the league goes. If you want to succeed right now. You give him the shot. If he could swim, that's great for the New York Rangers. Another young left-handed asset that can actually swim. If he can't, well, you just answered your question. He can't play in the NHL, and we're going to move on in life. That's it. It's like, say you were shopping for a used car, Mm -hmm. right? You had three options presented to you. One of the options seems reliable, but for some reason isn't really available to you. Another option is literally already on fire. It, it's in flames as you're shopping right? for it. Mm-hmm. The third option, it kind of looks like shit. You're not able to really give it a test drive yet, but there's a chance that it's not shit. It, it, it just, on paper, it looks that way. You would very clearly take the option that isn't lit on fire. I'm not saying it's a good option. I'm not saying Lieber Hayek is somehow going to take his game to a level that doesn't seem possible. I'm not saying that Lieber Hayek is about to justify the Rangers' insistence on bringing him in in the Ryan McDonough trade. I don't think – I think all those ships have passed. The difference here is the options the New York Rangers have is clearly playing a player they don't want in Brendan Smith, a player that isn't good in Jack Johnson, or a player that we don't think is good but at least is young in Lieber Hayek. If, give Lieber Hayek three weeks. If he's awful, congratulations. You've we've, we've, we've said this before, right? I know we've said this before. The last couple of years have been about the New York Rangers answering questions. That's what Brett Howden's going to have to do in the next four to six weeks. He's going to have to finally answer the man rocket question, which is, can he handle more responsibility playing with better players? Can he grow his game to a level that we haven't seen yet? Can he become a bottom six piece for the New York Rangers. I've seen a couple people say that they'd rather have Colin Blackwell at the third C. I've even seen a couple people say they'd rather have Kevin Rooney. My only problem with those moves is we just know what Colin Blackwell and Kevin Rooney are. So I don't really care. Like I'm not, that's the difference. This team's one, four and one people are freaking out. And what we were saying this off season is still true. I don't care if the Rangers make the playoffs this year. That's not the point of this season. The point of this season is to develop. And the only way you're going to develop is by giving Brett Howden room to run. I'm not here for Colin Blackwell's development. He's a He seems like an interesting player. I'm very happy he's on the New York Rangers. He seems like a guy that more NHL teams should have interest in. But the more important question that the New York Rangers have to answer is whether Brett Howden can handle a third-line role with two players we know are key parts of this team's future. Answer that question. 
If it costs the Rangers three more games in the standings, oh, fucking no. I don't care. Yeah, we're not That's going not anywhere. Point. I know yeah, we, I, we started still last year. People forget. There's this classic sports line people forget. But mm. there was a slow start for the New York Rangers last year. I believe they were 1-5 also. Um, I'm sure someone will correct me, but they had a pretty miserable miserable start, and then they turned things around and went on some pretty hot, streaky runs before the whole the pandemic shut everything down, of course, as you remember. So to have this situation where you have the ability to play Brett Howden, I agree with you. I, I like Colin Blackwell. I think he probably is the better fit on the third line if you were trying to win games, but you're not. You're not trying to win games. And by the way, you've been the better team for almost every game you've played in. So why not see what you have in Brett Howden? See if this is a guy that's going to be valuable to you. You're going to have to pay Brett Howden in the next year or two. That's going to have to happen. Are you going to pay him? What are you going to do? Is Brett Howden going to Seattle? Is he auditioning for Seattle right now? There's a lot to be said. And I just, I, we have to answer the Man Rocket question before we can go any further with this team. It's because Philip Heedle is out. He's not going to be out forever. You get four to six weeks to find out if, is, if Howden's the real deal. This Some people in the NHL or in the league would kill for this chance if Brett Howden is going to get it. And plenty of it. And it, you might, it might be brutal for you to watch. It might be hard for Kako and Lafreniere to develop when they're playing with him. But as you know, it doesn't matter how the original lines go out for David Quinn. They change throughout the game. Even in the Buffalo game, which the Rangers had zero energy and no enthusiasm, and I, they were still in it till the last, till the actual buzzer. Quinn was changing. Like Chris Kreider was on the line with Kako, and even though Kreider was the only one that scored a goal, and there was like no one, nothing was going. So the lines are going to change. Don't read too much into them, and just. See if these players can perform. That's what you're here for. It's all about the development. I hate to be that guy, but we are. Yeah, and it's not even that the Rangers aren't trying. The Rangers obviously are trying to win games, but you have to try to win games with pieces that make sense for you in the long run. I, If, if Colin Blackwell increases the Rangers' opportunity to win on a given night by 5%, it's negligible. I just don't care. It's not as important. If the Rangers have bigger issues if Colin Blackwell is their third line center next year. For sure. That like that that is a situation that just cannot happen. It, it if we get to that point, either Colin Blackwell has transformed his game into something we don't think is possible, or the New York Rangers have made a terrible, terrible mistake. Brett Howden, while we don't think is going to be part of the Rangers top nine moving forward after this season, we at least need to give him the chance one more time to find out. So I'm fine with that. That's the same thing I want for Lieber Hayek. Jack Johnson is not going to be a New York Ranger next year. If he is, oh my boy. God, you guys are going to have rants. <laughs> Brendan Smith is not going to be a New York Ranger next year. It would be stunning if Brendan Smith even wanted to come back to this organization after how they've treated him for the last two, three years. So if neither of these players are going to be with the New York Rangers next year, we don't know if Lieber Hayek is going to be a New York Ranger next year. We don't know if he should be. What we should be finding out is if he can be. The, he's, he's going to be a guy the Rangers will dangle in the expansion draft, along with Brett Howden. He's going to be a guy that the Rangers need to make some hard decisions on. There's no way you're going to be able to make – it's not a hard decision if you don't play him. You just get rid of him if you're not going to play him. And if they're not going to play him now, they're never going to play him. So I don't understand why he's even on the taxi squad. Like, why is he here and Anthony Potato is here? Why are both of them here? They shouldn't be. At that point, it's a waste of a roster spot and, quite frankly, a waste of money. So if, if you're not going to give Hayek the chance now, I, I, I straight up don't understand why they brought him back from Europe. Let him go play hockey. At yeah. least if he was in Europe, he'd be playing, and we could be judging whether that play is good or bad. 
Now, what, what what's going on? Why is this happening? Even in the AHL, you, he'd play against two teams, but you'd still be able to see him play consistently. He'd still be playing. Yeah. He'd be playing. So if you're not going to give Hayek the chance, there's no reason for him to be here. It, it, it's that simple. I, it, it, It's not about Jack Johnson. I mean, some of it's about Jack Johnson. We're fucking tired of it. It's not even about Brendan Smith. It's not about Anthony Potato. It's just, it's a waste. It, 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 I feel bad for Hayek. I don't think any of the, I mean, some of it, of course, is his responsibility. You have to take account for your own play sometimes. But it's not like the Rangers are doing him any favors. No, so he played I, I, 10 games, got injured. I think his 10 games were, were played with Jacob His Trubo. 10 games were atrocious. And they were atrocious. It, it, it's, it, it, there's, no, there's no nice way to paint it. But this is the same guy they didn't have any hesitation putting on a pairing with Jacob Truba last year. I understand he didn't play well in those 10 games, and then he got injured. But what the fuck are we doing? They're, at this point, you should be if, – if the Rangers consider themselves contenders, they would be throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Now, if the Rangers don't want to see themselves as contenders, you should just be playing the children. And yet, somehow, Lieber Hayek is never is falling in either of these camps. I, it's baffling. I, I don't. I don't get it. It. It's not going to make any sense to me. I don't think there's any way you can explain it to me to give it some semblance of sense. He should be playing over. He definitely should be playing over Jack Johnson. And if you don't want Brendan Smith, he should be playing over Brendan Smith. So it's. I don't know. I. I it. It would beg the question that, again, this team thinks Jack Johnson is something that he's not. And if that's the reason you want David Quinn fired, I can't argue with you. But you also have to take out you have to take out Gorton and Davidson, too, because they see it as well. It's uh, it's definitely a conundrum. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the Buffalo game. And we're back. OK, so that game sucked. Uh, you know what the worst part about it was, Greg? The entirety of it, because. Mm. While it was awesome to see Keandre Miller score a goal, uh, it was awesome to have Chris Kreider break his invisibility cloak streak. It looked like the Raiders didn't want to show up and play. I think our, our friend Rob Lurker had a, like 240 of, of 240 of like Corsi games or something like that, whatever that means in math terms. But they, they didn't look organized. Mika still looks pretty invisible. Panarin, I don't know what's going on. I almost thought about doing a deep dive into what the hell is happening with him because the guy can't hit the net from the circle. He just can't do it. He shanks on every time. I don't know what's going on. Now, there are a lot of veterans on this team, and I listen, the, the answer is easy. Uh, travel is hard during the, the pandemic. They had no camp. It's still like six games in. I don't know what's going on, but it just, the one thing you don't want to see as a fan this year is, is two things, really. Not one thing, it's two things. One, you don't want to watch the Islander game from the opening night when the team shows up and it gets absolutely embarrassed up and down the roster. Secondly, they were in the game all last night. They really were. Uh, I don't know how they stayed in it. It didn't feel like they were in it, but they were. But the way they played with... Excuse me. Sorry, Greg. Truly a lack of energy. Truly a lack of... I don't want to say passion because they definitely have passion, but it just looked disorganized, disheveled. I can't... I don't even know how to count how many dumping chases I watched last night there the offense was it wasn't there there was no formula there was no structure I don't know what the hell was happening even the power play looked out of sorts so the only thing I want to ask here is because you don't want to watch a lethargic team or team get absolutely destroyed I don't care if the Rangers lose every other game this season I really don't as long as they're playing hard and they're in it and there seems to be some sort of development and step forward the kids have not been the issue the vets need to step up and I need to see at least from this team Hey, we were embarrassed yet again, even though 
I, to me, that was an embarrassing loss, even though they had a chance to win it down to the down to the absolute second of it. You need to come back and play with some sort of like urgency. You were a one-win team. I know that I just said the wins don't matter, but if you're a, a hockey player, I'm sure they matter to you. And you have to come back with some sort of urgency and be like, okay, guys, we are better than this. We should have won at least four of those games. And we have to show everyone else that we're not just laying around here like we did on Tuesday. Yeah. Last night sucked. I, I don't I, – I'm. It's, it's the hardest I've ever heard Steve Valiquette criticize this oh team. Oh, my God. It's, Joe, Joe McElhinney. Yeah, that's what it was – I've never heard – we've ridiculed Sam and Joe for being, for lack of a better term, homers just about on a nightly basis with the Ranger team. That's the closest they've ever come to saying this team sucks. Oh, I, I, I don't think you'll ripping, ever hear them ripping. Yeah, them. I don't. I I don't think you'll ever come closer to either of those guys criticizing the Rangers' effort like they did uh, last night. Some of this, I hate to say, I told you so, but some of this is I told you so. When you don't have a training, when you have a a weird training camp and no preseason, teams going to look like shit. Some teams are going to respond better than others. The we had Rick Carpinello on this show before opening night who said it's hard to see his words were it's hard to say who actually had a good camp because it seems like the veterans are kind of just going through the motions. Those were Rick's words. So when Strom and Panarin and Kreider, when they come out slow, it's not like we should be surprised. And then Mika Zibanejad missed camp with the coronavirus. He's not going to get in front of a Zoom camera and say that it's having a super huge impact on his game because that's not how athletes are conditioned. They're not the kind of people that in the moment are going to say something is wrong. They're going to say, I have to be better and I have to play through it. But fact of the matter is Mika Zibanejad missed camp with a disease that we know has impacts on your health long after you recover from it. Yep. Yohan Moncada of the White Sox, a kid in his 20s, said – he felt lethargic the entire baseball season after he came back from the coronavirus. Not everyone is going to be Superman like Freddie Freeman was when this thing is over. Some of them, it's going to it's gonna feel like it's lingering for yeah, long even after if, it's even gone. Even if Mika says, hey, I, I, I had someone, uh, I mentioned this on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, listen, COVID, I'm not a pro athlete, knocked me on my ass, but... You know, it, it had some after effects, and someone was like, "Well, Mika said it wasn't affecting his game." Do you think Mika's He's not gonna, going to? Why the why the He's hell would he ever to. say that? He's never going to say it. Everybody like that's not going to it, happen. It's not just why wouldn't he say it? We like hockey players play through broken feet and broken bones in the playoffs, and they say, "Now we're fine. Everything's good. I'm a little dinged up." Like hockey players are just fucking weird. <laughs> they don't. They're not honest. It's why we get upper body and lower body injuries. Not to mention, Mika also got banged up in a game this season. Yeah, like he's, he's having ago. a tough go of it. Yeah, it's not been it's not easy, for be him. easy for him. No, it's 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 unfortunate. I'm not saying he has an excuse. It doesn't mean that's exactly why his game is playing poorly. But I'm saying a lot of things are stacked against Mika right now. So if something were to go wrong, this would be the scenario in which it goes wrong because he has no room for error. Uh, I I don't have similar excuse. Jacob Troop has been playing better when comparison to his game last year. Agreed. But he had a costly mistake last night. 
I think then, that was that was kind of on Tony, to be honest. It was a little bit on, on both of them, but it, yeah, it, it's on both of them. I we can't say it's on Tony because people then be like, well, well Tony well, himself. E- will even Micheletti was like, he, Tony should have been back in that situation. I don't understand. Like that was when I was like, wow, I can't believe Micheletti's saying this. He's like, seventy-seven should have been back to guard that, etc. I was like, wow, holy shit, Micheletti going. Yeah, after it him. it was a it was a calamity of errors. I. I no, it was on Truba too, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 on both of them. Even though I'm a big Truba homer, so I'm ready to pass play. I'm not, as you know, if I can. But at the same time, it's on both of them. Yeah, they they played poorly last night, but like you said, they played poorly and they had every opportunity to win that game. Oh, every single if, one. If the Rangers are going to play that poorly and still have a chance to win, I that to me does say something. I just last night was so bad that everyone is letting it cloud the vision of what happened the three games before that. They absolutely should have beat the Devils. They should have beaten the Penguins in game one. Why didn't they beat the Penguins in game one? Well, part of the reason is, for some reason, Ryan Lindgren passed the puck into his own net. Yeah. Like, the second game against the Penguins, I thought the Rangers played well enough to win that as well, and they just didn't get the puck luck. And Igor got negative puck luck. The Rangers are a young team. And quite frankly, I don't think they're that – they're not good enough of a team where they're going to get the breaks. Good teams get the breaks. That's why the Penguins got the breaks two nights in a row. The New York Rangers aren't good enough yet where they're going to get the breaks. But you have to get – sometimes you have to get beat like this in order to grow. If the Rangers don't grow from it, yes, then you can raise up the flag. I'm not going to use last night as the reason why this team is failing. This team doesn't have it. This team, like, fire everybody. The world is ending. I just – I'm dying to know. Who fucking told you that this team was going to be good? I know it wasn't us. No, it wasn't us. It wasn't us. We last said maybe, year, maybe last year I said I thought they had a spot. chance in the playoffs. This year I was very heavy on there's no chance. Yeah, I said be, what best case scenario this team finishes fifth in the division. I think that's where we locked in. I think we that both was agreed best on case that. scenario. I, I said there was an outside chance at a fourth place, but they would have to really have everyone perform. One thing that one point I, I tried to drill home in the preseason was, hey, the reason why this team was so good last year was because Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad were godly creatures and were just playing at another level. And to repeat that is almost impossible. And so far, they've repeated zero percent of it. So, but, but not but not just that. Just look, the Rangers. They now have the Bruins in this division. Good, good. They two of the teams the Rangers we thought could compete with the Blue Jackets and Hurricanes left. The this division's hell, and when the division's hell, it's there's so many good teams in this division. I I just people are acting like this team is failing expectations. Quite frankly, up until last night, this team was playing how I expected them to play. I think they were playing better. By the way, yeah. Then it it you run you run through the scenarios where the Rangers play these first six games a hundred times. Less than ten of those times do they start the season one, four, and one. Oh two losses two losses warranted. Buffalo and opening night. Warranted losses. There are a couple crossbars. Those other games away. are 50-50 games. Absolutely. Gauthier hit the crossbar a bunch of times. Lafreniere has been snake bitten for sure. He has uh overthought some things, passed too many pucks, and his attempts have been extremely close. Kapokako looks like a different player this year, the truly up and down. Uh, there's, there was a, Filipino was a revelation up until the injury. So there's a lot going right for the New York Rangers. It's just that game sucked. It was boring. And as a fan, I know why you were upset. I feel you. It was a miserable experience, but I'm hoping that changes come Buffalo tonight. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing good we can say about that game. There were still good performances. Adam Fox is, just he's, an angel. He's a legend, bro. I don't know what else to tell you. It's Adam Fox does everything right. He's just the best player on the team right now. 
Panarin is obviously the best player bar none. But right now, Adam Fox is still the best player on the team. And I don't, I don't think it's particularly close, even though Adam Fox had his quote-unquote worst game of the season versus Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't want to watch the Rangers lose on a nightly basis either, but the only way you can be truly annoyed and upset and angered by the Rangers' 1-4-1 start is if you expected the Rangers to somehow be significantly better. And quite frankly, again, I think the Rangers have been playing pretty well so far this season. A couple things haven't gone their way, but I just, I don't know where you guys were getting this belief that the Rangers were a playoff team. It's, I know it wasn't from us because all of you, who well, told you? All of you, who told a lot you? of you, a lot of you yelled at us for being so negative in the off season. And now we're the most positive guys on Twitter, which feels impossible. Like I didn't, I, hate it. I, I, I didn't think it was possible. Like I, I've just been so surprised these past two years, everything GameStop 2020 in general, all of it. Uh, I didn't think it was possible that you and I, especially you, and you even more than me last night, more positive uh, about the New York Rangers. It's actually an unbelievable narrative at this point. It's 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 crazy. I I, I do not I do not get it. We've done this podcast for five years. That's true. I've been a Met fan for much longer than that. Your whole life. I've never seen fan psychosis like we're seeing right now. It has, dude. It has to be the pandemic. People just have to be losing their mind not being able to live normal lives and it's coming to a head because their favorite hockey team is playing as their favorite hockey team was expected to play. Like it's, it's the only thing that makes even a modicum of sense for me. I understand the, the perils of mental health that this pandemic has rained down on all of us. I'm not saying they're easy. I'm not even saying you shouldn't be acting the way that you're acting. I think this is totally normal behavior, but it is just batshit how some people have acted after six games. I understand that we're already somehow 10% through this season. It's crazy to think of. I, I get it. But, my God, this isn't the first time the Rangers have lost five of six games in the team's history. It's not even the first – like you said earlier in the podcast, it's not even the first time this team has lost five of six games to start the season. Under Quinn. The Rangers just stumble out of the blocks all the time. We had Dom Moore on our podcast on Monday who said – the 2014 team stumbled out of the blocks so badly that they thought about blowing it up before Christmas. I thought that was an underrated part the of the, I thought that was an underrated part of the podcast that no one talked about, and I didn't want to talk about it. But it was like they thought about trading the like that entire team, blowing it up. That's yeah, crazy. They thought about blowing it up before Christmas, and they ended up going to the Stanley Cup final. I get it, guys. It's a it's a small season. The Rangers are in a very tough division. If you think the Rangers are the only team this year that's going to lose five of six games. I don't know. I guess pass what you're smoking because I could use some of it. <laughs> Actually, I can't say that anymore. I'm a rich boy. It's rich true. boys don't do that. It's true. Uh, congratulations on the AMC. Last Thank point you. before – It is down big after hours. <laughs> I, am, uh, I might wake up poor tomorrow. It was nice knowing you when you were rich, though. We had a good time. It uh, was a fun day. This morning, I was a dick to some people. I, <laughs> we, we have – This morning. We have a uh, – as people know, we have a Slack group that Ryan likes to mute – uh, during the show. I just, it, 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 it went off already. Yeah. I just, uh, fantastic. You're an idiot. Yeah, I am uh, <laughs> in, in our Slack group this morning. A couple people who knew that I had chairs in AMC were tagging me and trying to wake me up from my slumber. And when I finally slid into the chat, I just said, this is the last time I communicate with you <laughs> poor. So I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. yeah. What a fun morning. And then by, by 4 o'clock today, it's just like, oh, this might not be as fun anymore. Good for people who bought GameStop at $2. Uh, my, my last point, and then we're so, out of here. So, you know Robin Hood was given out. You know, when I know. you join the, Robin the Hood, you get stock. a free share. I know. Yeah. 
And GameStop was a very popular free share that some people got. I know it's insane. I, did, I didn't get it. I got. I got. I don't know what I got. It Nothing was good that I sold a long time ago. Last point. Then we're gonna go. I just hope Igor when he starts tomorrow. Even if they lose, I hope he maintains the starting job and they play him consistently from now on until he quote unquote needs a night off. I just think it's time. Let's just see. He needs to build his confidence back up, even though I'm sure he's already confident as hell and a cocky motherfucker. All right, uh, we're out of here on that. It's been 30 minutes. We love you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.